Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive reader from Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, January the 27th. We are reading from the big book on page 85, the second paragraph, Much Has Already Been Said. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Anita B., 12 Traditions, Sarah S., and readers of the text, Jen A., Lisa B., and Russ M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Sunday, Special Edition, January 26th, 14027. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anita B. to read the 12 steps. Press star one, Anita. Can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. Okay, good. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thanks for letting me do service. Thank you, Anita B. And Sarah S., would you please read the 12 traditions for us? Good morning. This is Sarah S., the compulsive overeater from Maine. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on AA unity. Two, 
for our loving spouse, for our group purpose, there is one ultimate authority, a loving God who may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry this message to the alcoholic who still serves. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or why the AA meetings any related facilities or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA is such an organized that we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous opinion on outside issues and name ought never be in public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity in the local press, video, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Sarah S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book We're on page 85, the second paragraph. Much has already been said. Would Jen A. start us off, please? Much has already been said about about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. But we must go further, and that means more action. So a great way to end out um, the 10th step right here um, on the bottom of page 85. Um, I've heard the directions. I've heard the promises. I've heard the warnings um, if I let up on this. And now it's talking about the power that flows in, the awareness of God, this God consciousness, this vital sixth sense. Um, I'm alert, right? I'm, I now am aware that there's God. Um, for a girl like me, you know, I came in um, pretty spiritually dead. I mean, I thought I was, I thought I was, um, I would say more religiously inclined. I don't know. 
Um, this program has taught me a whole lot about religion and spirituality and how totally different they are, but really dead inside. Um, and, you know, after doing 10 step after 10 step after doing this inventory, um, you know, I just, I see God. I see God in everything, every way, all day. It's so freaking cool. Um, I just, I feel by the spirit. And when I'm not feeling um, filled by the spirit, I know that I'm totally cut off. Um, I love the first line where it talks about strength, inspiration, and direction. Um, I use my own strength. That's what we call willpower in this book. Um, inspiration, I don't know where that came from. Um, I didn't have any inspiration. I just went off what other people said. And direction, I just did whatever would please others. That's how I live my life. Um, today, my strength, inspiration, and direction comes from, from him. It says it right here, H-I-M, capital. Why? Because that's God. That's the power that I access every single day. Um, you know, he guides me, um, and, and he also, um, he supervises me. He manages my life. Um, you know what God's really done for me? He's brought order to the disorder. That's really what he's done for me, and he continues to do it for me. And before, I used to use God as my bitch, right? Like, I remember for 14 years serving in church and church ministry, I used God. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And today, I just, I'm open to the flow of the Spirit. I want God to come in. And you know what I'm saying? God, use me. Use me today. Help me to be of service to you and all of my fellows that surround me. And that's a, that's a seriously cool, cool place to be today. Um, so if you're not there today um, and you're still at the beginning of these steps or you're in the food, just know that, um, you know, you might be spiritually dead inside, um, but you can be spirit-filled by doing these steps. That spiritual awakening um, that begins to unfold in your life is absolutely miraculous. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Jenna, for getting us started. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last few days to take this opportunity. Please say your name just once as it helps me hear everyone. Who would like to share? Kim J. Courtney M. Leia S. This is Larry K. Roz G. Shlomi Tanabi. Okay, I've got our lineup. Thank you, everyone. I have Kim G, Courtney, Leah S, Larry K, Roz G, and Shlomi Hana. Okay, Kim G, could you please go ahead for us, followed by Courtney. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey, and I've been recovered since January 2011. I love that first line. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him. And, you know, I like to turn that into a prayer. You know, I, God, I ask to receive your strength, inspiration, and direction from you, who have all knowledge and power. So I kind of want to thread some ideas t- together today. You know, we're, we're, we're at the place where we're starting to implement this program of action. We've learned the skill set in 4 through 9. We're implementing it in 10 and 11. So what did we learn in step two? In step two, we were told that God had to be everything or else he was nothing. In step three, we had to abandon ourselves utterly to him. And then those warnings we studied, it says every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. 
So we, we're being asked, are we all in? And whether or not you believe in a God of, of whatever your understanding is, it's, I think of it as the 12 steps. You know, is the big book everything or is it nothing? Are these directions everything or nothing? Am I willing to abandon myself utterly to these directions of the 12 steps? You know, um, every day is a day I must carry out the vision of these 12 steps. Because, see, there's this the transformation from step three to step 11. In step three, I learned that I'm driven. I'm driven by a hundred forms of fear. And today, what am I driven by when I'm entering 10 and 11? I'm driven to do this work with the desperation of a drowning woman. Today, I live happy, joyous, and free. Why? Because I know step one. I know I will eat unless I... Unless God is everything and not is nothing. I will eat unless I abandon myself utterly to this work. I will eat unless every day is a day that I must carry the vision of God's will into all of my activity. So I have to tell you my experiences and my observation from others is that the big work, big book works 100% of the time if you work it 100% of the time. And I'm just going to end with this, that I am convinced of two things right now at this very moment. Number one, these last nine years I've been recovered, and I am experiencing permanent recovery. I never have to eat again. I can stay in this neutrality to the day I die. But I also am equally convinced if I stop doing this work, I am probably three or four days away from a relapse because I understand what I suffer from, and that thinking will return if I do not know that God is everything or God is nothing. It will return if I do not abandon myself utterly to this work. And it will return unless every day is a day that I carry God's vision into all of my activities. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Courtney, it's your turn, followed by Leah S. And if you could please give me the initial of your last name. Yes, it's Courtney M., like Mary. Wonderful. Please go ahead. Yes, I am um, gratefully recovering in Southwest Florida. And I read this paragraph this morning right before I took my, my morning meditation time. And I am finding now that there's something funny that's happening with me in this big book study. I'm actually starting to, to I've had the Alcoholics Anonymous big book for five years and been reading through it over and over again in a different recovery program. And I'm finding now that I'm actually highlighting things and making notes in the margins. And I never did that before because um, as a good girl, um, you, you don't write in books. <laughs> so finally actually starting to do that. And I find that as I'm doing it, I'm really, really getting a lot out of it. And one of the things that I highlighted this morning or that really kind of jumped out at me was that six sense and having that intuition um, if we're in the right place so that we can hear that that God guidance um, I like to call it my GPS um, because uh, it's like my God my God positioning system um, and right now tonight actually I'm scheduled to do my first ninth step amends um, this time going through working through the steps again and um, I'm walking into it knowing that um, if I'm if I pause, God will guide me in how to do this, and um, God is what I call my higher power. Um, and I know that I will have the kind of lightning of the Spirit 
that's promised to me because I'm actually doing the work instead of just thinking about the work or reading about the work. I'm there's action happening, and um, I'm really already starting to experience some of those promises, and I'm uh, I'm very grateful. And thank you all for your service today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Courtney M. Leah S., it's your turn, followed by Larry K. Please go ahead, Leah. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovering in Brooklyn. Okay, so here we hit this paragraph. Um, This particular sentence stood out for me. If we have carefully followed directions, my goodness, what kind of directions are they talking about? So let me tell you something about this program. I never knew what it means to pause. I never knew what it means to meditate. I actually started to meditate starting at step four and five and definitely at step six and seven and before doing my nine-step amends. But by now, on uh, after reaching step 10, I am told this is a necessity. This is really a necessity. Think about what you're going to say. Think what you're going to do. Think what the steps are all about. Those are spiritual experiences. Those lead you to spiritual. If you do everything consistently with, with without even thinking about it, the way you have been, this is what is this program? This is a program about Leah changing. Leia is gradually changing. I'm not doing the things that I used to do because they have led me into the food. And now I'm really, really seeking that guidance. I'm seeking that neutrality feeling in me. Not peace, but that neutral feeling. Not the extreme of one or the extreme of the other. I need to be able to find that. And the truth of the matter is, I do find it in my meditation. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah S. Larry K., it's your turn, followed by Roz G. Please go ahead, Larry. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service this morning, all the beautiful shares uh, so far. I'm Larry K. I'm recovered this morning by the grace of God. Since we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, you know, I've heard it said that the The ancestor of every action is a thought. Just one thought, just one idea might be enough to unleash a a tidal wave of of transformative action, and that's so in this program. And for those that have been immersed in this work, you know, is there any question as to the validity of that truth? I mean, you're, you're experiencing it. It's experiential, right? And here was a simple idea that was, or question rather, that I was encouraged to to ask of myself uh, at this time. What is it that I have been unwilling to do that has prevented me from becoming free of this spiritual malady? What is it that I, that I'm, I have been unwilling to do thus far? Because obviously it hasn't worked yet. And as long as I continue to tell myself and others on occasion that the 12 steps do not work, they have not worked for me, that is precisely what expanded in my life because my consciousness was focused on not working. And the notion of working was shrinking, not working, expanding, working, shrinking. 
And, and when I looked at the four planes of human existence, you know, we have our physical body, we have the mental plane of our conscious mind, and we have the emotional plane of our feelings. There was that fourth realm of existence, you know, perhaps the most important, but one that I, I, I categorically just kind of denied, yet it was vital, the one that many human beings do not tap into, and that's the spiritual realm of existence. And, and, and I unequivocally did not believe this sphere of spiritual life was real because the contempt that I had for it was in my mind, and I never took the actions based on a probability that there might be a, even a slight possibility that these actions would result in a change. So I didn't need to debate you. I didn't need, I just dismissed you if you had that notion and experience, because I had not had that experience yet. And if you claim there was such a power, I, I dismissed you as maybe, you know, just someone that's kind of drinking the Kool-Aid until it happened. This happens on an experiential level. I had contempt prior to investigation in my mind. And all the while I thought, of course I've investigated the God idea. I investigated in my mind rather than in actions, in these actions, in these steps, in my ego mind. And that is precisely where contempt thrives. No, the, six, the vital sixth sense comes in the same way as it always has, as an outgrowth of experience. It's an outgrowth of experience. You'll tell me what it feels like. Person after person comes on the line and says what they've experienced as a result of putting the contempt away and just taking the action. The 12 steps are, sure, the 12 steps, Lynn, wrapping up are spiritual in nature, and they will bring us complete transformative change. I have to be the miracle. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Raj G., it's your turn, followed by Shlomi Hana B. Please go ahead, Raj. Hi, good morning. This is Raj G. from Palmdale, California, a recovered compulsive overeater. And thank you for your service, everybody. You know, I have done this work and I continue to do this work all of the time in all of my actions. And I can tell because I have some new, I have my daily thoughts about and activities have changed dramatically. Well, first of all, they've changed in the food. I don't look for junk food anymore. I crave junk food. I wanted junk food, fast food, drive throughs packaged foods, and today I don't look nor want nor crave those foods. I crave, I look for natural foods, foods that that God made, foods that can be picked off the branch and harvested from the ground and and ate in its natural state or, you know, cooked with, with other foods that are flavored naturally. And I love it. And that is a huge change for me. And I, I spend more time cooking my breakfast than putting my makeup on. And it used to be vice versa. My actions have changed in my attitude at work. I was thinking more about sliding in and getting there and then getting the hell out of there so that I could go to the gym. 
And my job really does encompass helping others and young people. And my, I spend my time thinking and talking to them and planning for them and helping them and, and in so many intricate ways because I help them individually as well as collectively. And um, my, I've, my attitude about opening up my life to helping others, spending more time sponsoring others. I work, you know, a couple of other programs too. And I, have, I work with them. I, I sponsor other people. I get phone calls and I get told what an inspiration my shares are or what my life has been or how I look. And I, and I attribute it to God. It's definitely not me. My primary purpose is to be of service. I used to think it was to manage and direct and to be a, in charge of things. And it really is not. Um, my primary purpose is to be of maximum service. I spend a lot of time helping my mom, who's turned 80, almost 81 years old, and has frailties now. And I spend a lot of time helping her. Time and and thank you very much. I w- with that I pass. Thank you, Roz G. Shlomi Hana B. It's your turn. Please go ahead. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. I actually have to pass, unfortunately. Thank you anyway. Thank you. Thank you. So just to remind everybody where we are, we are on page 85. The second paragraph, much has already been said. We're reading and commenting on that one paragraph. And if you haven't shared in the last few days, please take this opportunity. So please say your name just once. It helps me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Anita B. Barbara E. Gen Z. Amy G. Okay, let me tell you who I did here. Uh, Thank you. I heard Barbara B. Hmm. Anita, sorry, Barb, I'm sorry, let me start again. Anita B., Beth E., Amy G., Barbara E., and Anne M. Did I miss anybody? Barbara Gen Z. Okay, there was another Barbara. I'm sorry, didn't catch your last initial. B is in boy. Okay, great. Thank you. Here's our lineup then. Anita B, Barbara E, Amy G, Anne M, and Barbara B. Was there anybody else? Gen Z. Perfect. Gotcha, Jen. Thank you very much. Okay, Anita B, would you like to start us off, please? Yes, thank you. Anita B here from New Jersey. Um, so those last two lines are what um, motivate me this morning. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. You know, um, I'm in a place now where I need more action, and I don't like it. You know, I'm uncomfortable, and I am, you know, get a little upset that I have to do even more. But um, the meeting yesterday just put it in such a beautiful perspective for me. You know, I need to put this program first. I need to keep uh, ahead of my disease. Um, And the only way I can do that is with action and more action. 
and so um, grateful for this line and this meeting and the fellowship and the program that helps me remember who I am and what I have to do about that. So I'm just grateful this morning to have the willingness to do more action. (laughs) Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Anita B. Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Amy G. Please go ahead, Barbara. Oh, thank you. I didn't expect to be coming up so soon. Well, I always start my morning with prayer. God, please help me to set aside everything I think I know about myself, my brokenness, my skepticism about my need for this program, and you, so that I may have a new experience of the truth about my brokenness, my need for this program, and above all, you. May you always go from my head to my heart. And then, of course, the seven-step prayer. And I ask God to direct my thinking so it be devoid of any selfish, self-seeking, dishonest motives and remind me that abstinence, my powerlessness, and service to others is essential to my recovery. I focused in on the word sanity here, the ability to think and behave in a normal, rational manner. I was broken. I was a good egg, but I was cracked and often scrambled. I had no sanity. I was the the poster girl for insanity. And a sixth sense, what could that mean? Well, for me today, it's that intuitive feeling that gives me a new awareness. And it's not explicable by any normal perception. I do it by breathing deeply for several minutes. And I calm my thoughts and I sit quietly to see if I get an answer from God. And if I don't get it immediately, and I often don't, I keep answering and wait for that intuition, that small, still voice that tells me what my next right um, thing should be. And the love and tolerance of others is our code. That is so important, and it extends to my family my coworkers, my my community. If I go to the supermarket and there's someone in front of me that has a few items more than they should, do I get angry? No. If there's someone behind me who has very few items and looks like he or she could need a hand up, go ahead of me, of course. My experience with this program has changed me. My family may not notice it, but my friends have noticed it. There's something different, and these are not extravagant promises. And if we go on, thank you. If we go on to 11 and 12, we will know a new joy, unexplicable by human words. Thank you, I do pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Amy G., it's your turn, followed by Ann M. Please go ahead, Amy. 
Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you for your service, and thank you, everyone, for an awesome meeting. You know, as many have said, the last paragraph paragraph had made it very clear to me that there's only coasting downhill in this program, that my recovery is contingent on that maintenance of my spiritual condition. And having worked through the steps at this point, it's very clear to me that God, or became very clear to me that God was doing for me, my higher power was doing for me what I could not do for myself, and that I needed to stay plugged into that power so that I could stay recovered in my thinking and in my behavior. Because as others had alluded to, you know, when talks about the mental obsession and the physical allergy, it is the mental obsession that leads me back to relapse. It's not the allergy. It's the mental obsession first that leads me back. So what stopped me from getting back into that crazy thinking? What keeps me restored to sanity? Well, that, of course, is my spiritual maintenance. And when it talks about this God conscious or higher power conscious and sixth sense, to me, this is the new way of life that I am living now that just through the process of working the 12 steps, I have been transformed. You know, they talk about a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. I am starting to become, to me, my sixth sense is a self-awareness that I never had before. And the God consciousness is the, the higher power that brings me to that awareness. So that doesn't mean I always act perfectly. But now, because being restored to sanity, I can think and behave differently. I can make different choices. You know, where before I didn't think twice to go and pick up my binge food, maybe tell myself don't, don't do it a couple times, but I could never stop that. But being restored to sanity, let's just say I'm walking down the aisle and there's a binge food I've never seen before. And I think to myself, wow, never had that combination of my allergic ingredients. Maybe that would taste like something. And then all of a sudden I think to myself, well, that's an insane thought, Amy right? Because I can think it through now. I've been restored to sanity. Let's say my kids piss me off and I want to get into some justified anger. Now, it may be before, maybe during, it may be after, but at some point I think to myself, wow, that's not the right kind of thinking I want to have. This is not exhibiting love and tolerance. This is not a teaching moment to yell at my children. Or if I did, I can say, I'm so sorry, guys. You aren't fitting into my agenda. Forgive me for pushing my agenda and yelling at you. I mean, this is a different person. This was an Amy that was on a new way of life. Talk about a fourth dimension. Talk about promises. I have become equipped and empowered through the grace of God in these 12 steps, 12 steps to act in a different way. I may not always think, right, but I have this supernatural grace that gives me self-awareness into my character defects. And when I see how I'm powerless over them, I can go a step further into my God consciousness and say, God, Please relieve me of the bondage of self. Help me change this behavior and stay tapped into that power. And how do I Time continue to maintain that? Yes, and I'll just wrap up by saying, well, it's all about steps 11 and 12, which we're going to go into next paragraph. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Ann M., it's your turn, followed by Barbara B. Please go ahead, Ann. Press star one to unmute. Well, good morning. Maybe. Oh, there she good is. Morning. Good morning. Yes. Sorry about that. I thought I was unmuted. Sorry. Um, this is Ann M from Minnesota, and 
the line that sticks out for me is, if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. And I love that. And um, from my own experience of that, um, I can speak about um, being in that flow and what that's like for me um, versus when I was in the food or any other substance and just fighting everything. Um, so I have several things going on in my life. I am meeting with a doctor this morning about a potential surgical uh, procedure. Uh, we've had a passing in the family that has brought up a lot of memories. Um, I'm having a, some challenges um, with an adult child. Um, and uh, one morning a week, I go to a 6.30 a.m. 11th step meditation meeting. So last Thursday, I set out for my meeting, and it had snowed overnight, and it was continuing to snow. And I got on the freeway, and the traffic was backed up, and in the distance, I could see a lot of flashing red lights. So I knew at that moment I was not going to make it to my meeting. So I took the first exit, came home, put the car in the garage, um, arrived safely, and I was grateful for that, and shoveled the driveway. And it was the most meditative, God-conscious, God-connected moments. I didn't fight that I should be at my 11-step meeting. I did what a sensible person would do. I text my friend telling her that I would not be at the meeting. I'm okay. Um, I'm home. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I shoveled snow with God. And it was before sunrise. It was quiet. It was not cold or windy. And all I could hear was the repetitiveness of the shovel on the cement. And clearing the snow, it's like clearing the clutter of my brain and my life and being so in the moment. Um, to me, shoveling snow is one of the most mindful meditative things I can do. And it was just the most incredible moment because I was in the flow of life. I was in the flow of spirit. I was truly living my third step. So with that, I will pass and wish everybody a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Anne M. Barbara B., it's your turn, followed by Jen Z. Please go ahead, Barbara. Press star one to unmute, Barbara. Okay, thank you. This is Barbara B., recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts, calling in from Florida. I'm focusing on that. One little phrase, but we must go further because it's taking me back to when I thought, oh, if I ever reach a point where I can actually have that God consciousness within, that I didn't have to be always charged by self, by converting, controlling, persuading, carrying the world on my shoulders, exhausting. And of course, I at that point, being an active the compulsive overeater, I had to replenish with food and other sick behaviors. 
But at any rate, so that going further where in order to be a contemplative, so to speak, to develop that side of myself, to develop that God consciousness within, it took withdrawing from the world. And so after a time, that began to be kind of lonely. And of course, following the directions of the steps and the formation of the community of fellowship, I would reach out to others and let me service. Let me get excessive with service. So the going further, getting the balance between going within, but not having to pull apart from the world and not having to be all action and no contemplation, to me, is the call to go further, to get that balance between the two ways to live. And I'm very thankful for the constant call to go further. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara B. And Jen Z, Jen Z, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. My name is Jen Z from Kentucky. I will not take a lot of time. I hope that I leave some time on the clock for other people to share. But I just wanted to uh, let you all know that I am so thankful for this program. And looking back over my uh, few four years in program, um, from you know a helicopter view of the 12 steps, I've come to realize that what the 12 steps for me has been, it, it's allowed this love story between me and my higher power to grow and grow and grow. And I really have fallen in love with my higher power on a level I didn't even realize uh, was possible. It's kind of unblocked me to the point where I can... Um, I can love my higher power on a very deep level. And and now, you know, I'm completely different than I was before. My kids could attest to that. I wake up in the morning and I dedicate my whole day, my speech, my actions, my circumstances to my higher power. I ask my higher power how I can serve him best. It's not about Jen anymore. It's about my higher power. Um, and I can tell you that I've realized that service to my higher power is food for my spirit. And I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know I could feed my spirit. But service to my higher power is food for my spirit. I walk around with a smile on my face that I don't even know exists. My kids will ask me, why are you smiling? And I'd be like, I'm smiling? I didn't realize I was smiling. And that's because I fall in love with myself, too. My higher, my higher power has given me a view of myself that I didn't, I didn't know before. And I actually like myself now, which I never did before. Um, and I serve people. Um, and, and, and this can be tricky, too, because over the past few years in uh, taking sponsees, I start thinking that this low-bottom gutter drunk eater is the one that's providing the wisdom um, to these people and ego starts to creep in. And if there is one thing that separates me from my higher power, the quickest is pride. Um, so as soon as that pride starts to creep in, I need to rededicate myself to my higher power. My purpose is every day to serve my higher power the best that I can. That's my sole purpose in whatever way that is for the day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jen Z. Just a reminder on where we are. We are on page 85, the second paragraph. Much has already been said. And I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last few days to take this opportunity. 
Who would like to share? Vasa O. I've got Vasa O. Anyone else? Maureen. Patricia L. Okay, I heard Maureen, and there was somebody else in there. Mary Lee Patricia F. L. Okay, Mary Lee F. Okay, let's go with those. I've got those. See, I think that's going to be our time. We'll see. Okay. So, who, uh, Vasa O, could you start us off, please? Followed by Maureen H. Please go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn, for your service. And Vasa, grateful, grateful, recover compulsive Vida, calling from Florida. And I just love this. Uh, paragraph, uh, if I followed the directions the way they are laid out in the 12 steps, it has worked for me for the last many, many, many years. And I really don't even worry, and I'm not, enough, I'm, I'm not afraid. I found a, a power greater than myself that loves me, and therefore I love myself. And now I have uh, the love for others to the best of my ability. I'm a human being. I fall short sometimes, but I know I need to continue, and it's such a freedom. Like, I don't, you know, I say, if I keep on doing, follow the directions they laid out, why would I have to worry or be afraid? Yes, there are things that happen in my life, putting the food down, but I get the power and I get the strength to go to my higher power to help me deal with those things. You know, I used to get in a panic, and I used to be so worried and so afraid, and I remember I, I would lose nights sleeping over things. But today I can surrender to God, to my higher power, with the food, and then gradually my life. And yes, I have to go through the pain and the suffering, whatever, I have to go through, but I don't have to go to my addiction to make me feel better. It's such a freedom, and uh, I'm, I'm happy that I have to continue because my life has gotten better each time as I go through life with my higher power and working with the 12 steps, and I have to be working with other people. I cannot keep what I have without giving it away. That's what my sponsor said many years ago. I don't need nothing from you, Vasa. I just want you to pass it on to others that want it, that, that they want to work it. And I do try to pass it. Some want it, some don't. I was very, very serious when I came to the program. I wanted it. I wanted to live. I didn't want to die. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh. Maureen H., it's your turn, followed by Mary Lee F. Please go ahead, Maureen. Good morning. This is Maureen H. from South Florida, Recovered Compulsive Eater. Um, I really love this paragraph. Um, it's, it's reminded me of something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, uh, especially the line about how we sense of the flow of his spirit into us. And I've heard a lot of people in programs talk about ego being an acronym for easing God out. And it's really funny because I feel like in my program, I've been most 
happy, successful, serene, connected. When I force God in, and it's, it's kind of like that opposite of easing God out, it's forcing God in and bringing God in, even when maybe I don't feel it. And what I mean by that is like giving credit where it's due, um, even if it's just, you know, someone gives me a compliment, and I say, I didn't do it, God did it. Um, whether or not I feel that on a conscious level, the more I did things like that, um, the more I started to believe it and feel it in my heart of hearts, which is where I need to believe it in order to have, you know, success and a connection and a relationship with this higher power. If I don't believe in it, if I don't believe it in my heart of hearts, I, it's all lip service, you know, and I often said that when I was the most, um, when I was able to finally, when God, here you go, when God was able to keep me abstinent, it was when I surrendered to my food plan and made those changes in that food plan surrender a part of my relationship with my higher power. And it's, it, I'm not a naturally spiritual person, obviously. I'm also an undisciplined person. And I love that, all, that line that says, we let God discipline us in the simple way we've outlined. And so since the spiritual side is not my default, I've really found that the more I kind of like force it in, bring it in, give the credit, talk about it, you know, really, I wouldn't say comply, but really, really give it a act as if try towards my spiritual side of this. It has opened the door to that spiritual side where I believe it now in a way that is unshakable. And I have that faith. And I have that trust, even though I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what God's plan for me is. I don't know, you know, my, one of my favorite prayers is that Thomas Martin prayer that basically says, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know if what I'm doing is, is serving you, but I know I want to serve you, Lord. And I feel like the desire to want to please you does, in fact, please you. Like, that whole prayer is, sub, you know, boiled down to, I don't know what I'm doing, but I trust you, God. And um, that's my attitude that I take. And the more and more I Time, kind please. of bring God in, thank you, the more I have found my world just opening up and the things I thought were barriers to my recovery are no longer there. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, so thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Maureen H. And Mary Lee F., it's your turn. Please go ahead, and Katie T. will be after Mary Lee F. Good morning. Thank you very much. This is Mary Lee F. from uh, upstate New York, snowy, cold upstate New York. I just wanted to say thank you. I've been coming to these meetings and listening to them since right before Thanksgiving, and... um, They've been a real blessing to me. I'm beginning to work the steps. I've been abstinent for a while. And um, I'm really grateful to listen to you folks every day. I've learned a lot um, today, particularly about, you know, the discipline and the obedience and what we must do. And I'm a rebel um, from way back. And so I am beginning to learn about the obedience and the willingness to be obedient. And I just wanted to say thank you very much for all of you and what you've done in helping me. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you, Mary Lee F. Katie T., you're up. Please go ahead. 
Hi, um, this is Katie T uh, from Greenville, South Carolina, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Um, yeah, I'm reading this every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. Thoughts about how I can best serve God. And what um, somebody said to me one time when I had a troubling situation, she said, did you take God with you? And I thought, well, what does that mean? And we talked about it. And it changed the way I, I don't carry, try to carry the vision of God's will into everything. I try to carry God into everything with me, that a real sense of, of God being with me. And one way I do that, because it talks about the use of our will, is that anytime I use my will to be in what I believe is in step with God's will, I consciously dedicate it to God and to my relationship. God, I'm doing this um, so that I might be closer to you, so that I might know you better. And I do that especially with behaviors. I was sharing with a couple of people this morning. When, If I'm standing at the stove and I'm cooking and I am tempted to lick the spoon and I choose not to lick the spoon, it's an act of discipline, an act of will, and I dedicate it to God. I say, God, I'm dedicating this to... Um, my obedience to a closer relationship with you. And it's it's amazing the results that I've seen from that. So I did want to share it on the line this morning. And that's all. I will pass. Thank you, Katie T. There is time for one more two-minute share. Would somebody like that time? Patricia L. Patricia, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, reading the big book is so powerful. I Every time that I go through it, it's, it's something new because I'm different. I'm so grateful that, that I have people in my life in recovery that say things like, who's driving your bus? And for, for me, I didn't understand what that meant by any means, for I don't drive a bus. Um, but... What it means to me is that if I'm sitting in the driver's seat, I'm not asking for God's will for me in this day, carrying God's vision for me. I'm I'm doing my own thing and trying to make my own will happen. And that just leads me right back to the food. Absolutely. And I agree with what, what something someone previously on the line today said was um, that the thought precedes the action. And... And my thoughts are definitely undisciplined and need disciplining. So one of the ways that I discipline them is by getting on this line. Um, I'm from California, so I'm on at 4 o'clock in the morning. And um, it's 100% worth it to have my kids be asleep. I know they're safe. And I know they're safe for me and my craziness when they wake up around 6 because I'm going to listen to the next hour as well. And it, it brings God's will for me into my day knowing that I'm not um, I'm not listening to me. I'm listening to you. So thank you guys for being on the line this morning. I passed. And thank you, Patricia L. And thank you to everyone who shared and to Team Monday, Anita B, Sarah S, Jen A, Lisa B, Russ M, Marie F, and Lisa M. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. 
and the share ID for today's meeting, Monday, January 27th, 7 a.m., is 14029. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Jen A please read? Sorry, it's Lisa B. Would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Please go ahead, Lisa. Yes, good morning, Lynn. Thank you for your service. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.